Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Honestly, I have the greatest news for you if that is the case. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And hey, it's easy to get started. So do so now. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to get started and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Get there. Do it. Right now, where the game starts. Make a splash this May with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Inventory available now, so choose from over 50 spas. These prices are slashed to move fast. MyHotTub.com, located in Destiny, USA. Hurry, these spas won't last. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad, plus something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your burned dairy and deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on burned dairy and deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, Google, you name it. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, Welch & Company Jewelers, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and Tiny Bubbles Laundromat. If you are in and around Central New York, get on over to Tiny Bubbles today and download that PayRange mobile app, and you can actually wash, dry, and fold your clothes for a dollar a pound. Pretty good deal. Fulton, Liverpool, and East Syracuse locations at Tiny Bubbles Laundromat, the official laundromat of the ML Sports Platter. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to our friends over at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well. Hey, this is my final draft recap show. Uh, we've done all the teams except four in the NFC South, Carolina, Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans. So let's dive right into it and break it all down. First, those Carolina Panthers, a team that needs a ton of work. Um, obviously, they're going nowhere until they can solidify, you know, finding an elite quarterback, but I thought that Carolina had a really, really nice draft. I mean, they needed some major cornerstone places filled, and they did it right out of the shoot with a six overall pick in the first round with Iki Iquanu from NC State. 6'4", 3'10", day one starter. Panthers offensive line needed a big-time attention uh, to detail look here. Uh, and, and they needed, uh, you know, something opposite uh, right tackle. Uh, Tyler Moten and Iquanu bring basically immediate impact at left tackle, and that's going to be a huge thing. Uh, that's a huge filler opposite that right tackle spot. And uh, look, he's an intelligent lineman, great hands, awesome footwork. He's got power, agility, balance, you name it. He's got it. Iqui Iquanu had a great career at NC State. And uh, he's a pretty aggressive run blocker, which is going to help him because that's what Matt Rule wants, and he's getting better at pocket protection. Just a terrific home run pick uh, with Iki Iquanu for Carolina. Elsewhere, how about this? Maybe they strike goal with Matt Corral uh, out of Ole Miss. The quarterback goes in the third round. Uh, obviously, 
this was not a sexy quarterback draft, and you know there wasn't a Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence type. But Corral, a lot of people think he could be the best of the bunch when all is said and done and everything gets settled a few years from now. And he certainly can throw a deep ball. He can throw an accurate deep ball. Uh, he's very easy to coach. Played on the big stage, SEC. He's got all the tools. It's just a matter of him developing in the system. Penn State inside linebacker Brandon Smith goes in the fourth round. Amari Barno uh, from Virginia Tech, an outside linebacker, goes in the fifth, uh, sixth round. Cade Mays, an offensive guard out of Tennessee, goes in the sixth round. And then in the seventh round, Kalon Barnes from Baylor, a cornerback. And look, they solidified a ton of spots, right? They needed a bookend offensive tackle on the left side. They had to improve the outside and inside linebackers. They get some depth at guard. They grab a corner and they grab a quarterback who they're hoping can be, you know, the succession plan here uh, in the next couple of years. So uh, I thought Carolina for, you know, what they had to work with, what they needed had a tremendous, tremendous draft. Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just a couple of years ago, of course, winning the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is back, and, um, you know, whether people are happy about that or not, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with it because he's he's back, you know, and uh, the Buccaneers will be a team to be reckoned with in the NFC without question, and they didn't have a first-round pick. They started out with Logan Hall out of Houston. He's a 6'6", 283-pound defensive end, little undersized, but he disrupts the interior and uh, he's going to be a really good guy to kind of move around. Um, he excels at shooting his hands, and he's an overwhelming interior player. I mean, he really is. Explosive power, unbelievable speed, motor, and footwork, and uh, he's going to be a really, really good one. And, you know, Hall is listed as a defensive end, but he lined up a lot at defensive tackle a lot in college, and Ndamukong Sue uh, is now a free agent for the Bucks. and uh, Hall's quickness makes him a great, great compliment, as we know, to Vita Vea with his power up the middle. Uh, Luke Godkey out of Central Michigan, an offensive tackle in the second round, just keep protecting Tom Brady. Running back Arizona State uh, in the third round, that's Rashad White. Cade Otten out of Washington, a tight end, gets picked in the fourth round. Jake Carmada, uh, Camarda out of Georgia, the punter. Uh, Tampa wants to get better in that department. They grab him in the fourth round. Uh, Zion McCollum, uh, Sam Houston cornerback in the fifth round. Uh, Coquif out of Minnesota, a tight end. And Andre Anthony out of LSU, a defensive end. Tampa just going really all across the football field in terms of uh, you know filling positions and getting people. But the real uh, thought process here was they need to shore up uh, with rookie deals, the interior, the defensive line, and just keep adding depth and plug-and-play guys on a team that is already Super Bowl ready. We see that around the league. The Chiefs, the Bills, uh, plenty of teams in the draft. Uh, you're not getting Garrett Wilson, you're not getting Sauce Gardner, you're not getting, you know, Kiki Iquanu, uh, you know, you're not getting uh, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, you're not getting Trevon Walker, you're, you're not getting those players because your team is already solidified and ready to go. It's a matter of just putting uh, some pieces in place, and that looks like the case for not only the Bucks but many other teams in the NFL, and so the Bucks did what they had to do. Two more teams to break down here on the NFC South. Uh, NFL Draft Recap, all brought to you by our great friends at Burn Dairy, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Welch and & Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com. Uh, Atlanta, I think, had the best draft out of any team in the South. Now look, this is a team that traded Matt Ryan. 
I thought a couple of years ago they should have gone into a full rebuild. Um, you know, when Matt Ryan had a little bit more value and all the rest, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe just get rid of him right now. But they did not do that. They waited a year, then they trade him. And I thought they could have gotten a lot more value for him, maybe extra picks and all that. Uh, as it turns out, they trade him to the Colts. And, you know, the Falcons move and shook, uh, you know, some in the draft as well. And they just start out with a guy who was just a game breaker. I mean, 6'4", 219 pounder, taken eighth overall in the first round, Drake, Drake London out of USC. He is a, he, he is a tremendous, tremendous player, a former basketball standout. He's an elite red zone target, makes con contested catches. He can go up and get it. He's smooth. He's fast. Um, he breaks away from defenders. He's strong and agile, and he can be the A.J. Brown, basically, in our Arthur Smith's offense now, right? I mean... Uh, his his offense from Tennessee now moving to Atlanta, and and Drake London fits that bill for sure. He's going to dominate on slant routes, and Marcus Mariota is going to get a major major uh, amount of playing time. And you know what, Marcus Mariota is going to be able to get some bailout material with Drake London. Just a flat out great pick, day one starter. Uh, Calvin Ridley suspended for the year. London projects as a wide receiver one right out of the shoot, and could be in the mix for offensive player of the year. And oh by the way, Kyle Pitts is also a part of the offense as well. Elsewhere, it was Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State, a defensive end taken in the second round. Troy Anderson, Montana State inside linebacker taken in the second round. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, a quarterback. I love this pick for Atlanta. They wanted to get a quarterback. They're looking at the future, obviously, as I just mentioned, post-Matt Ryan era, and they're just using Band-Aids this year and hoping that Ritter can be the guy. Desmond Ritter, super mature. He's got a child. He fought adversity during college. Played on the big stage, you know, in the college football playoff. Um, grew as a player big time. He's got the hybrid skills. He's really good in the pocket. He's really good out of the pocket. And uh, I think Ritter and Sauce Gardner, I did a video on this about five or six months ago. I think Cincinnati, Ritter, and Sauce Gardner are both going to be really good pros. And I think this is a terrific fit, especially working with a mastermind offensively like Arthur Smith. D'Angelo Malone in the third round, Western Kentucky outside linebacker. Fifth round, Tyler Algier out of BYU, a running back. Offensive guard out of Georgia, Justin Schaefer goes in the sixth round. And John Fitzpatrick out of Georgia, a tight end, goes in the sixth round. So Atlanta looked at all the positions, filled a bunch, but really the big, big, big picks, in my opinion, Desmond Ritter and Drake London. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, the Falcons and their fans are still... And you're never going to get over this, but, you know, being up 28-3 in the Super Bowl, if you had your Super Bowl, you wouldn't really care, right? You'd be like, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't that long ago. We won the Super Bowl. We beat the mighty Patriots. But you blew that lead, and that was the big-time window, and that was when so many guys were in their primes. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, um, you know, a lot of defenders. That was a really good football team, and they blew the lead. They blew it with 28-3 on the scoreboard. Julio Jones made the great catch. And at that moment, hand the ball off. Hand it off, hand it off, hand it off. And Dan Quinn didn't do that, and Atlanta loses the Super Bowl in embarrassing fashion, frankly. And so I just look at this and go, man, you know, I really hope Atlanta gets back because I think they deserve it and their fans deserve it, and, you know, they want to avenge that garbage. But, man, it's going to be a long, long way back. Final team in the NFC South, it's the New Orleans Saints. Chris Olave taken uh, 11th overall in the first round. Terrific player. He's silky smooth route runner. Um, he's, he's an accelerator. He's six foot 190, explodes off the line, soft hands, attacks the ball. He's great. Uh, he's an awesome route runner. And the Saints trade, traded up 
you know, to secure a uh, really good player and to secure a very solid Ohio State receiver for the receiver room. Uh, he's got deep speed. He can track the ball. He's an instant day one starter, and he'll be the number two receiver if Michael Thomas returns from the ankle injury that forced him to miss last year. So just a great pick here. New Orleans didn't have a lot of picks. Trevor Penning in the first round out of Northern Iowa, an offensive tackle. Great pick here. Uh, a guy who can play both sides, certainly, and can help protect um, you know, the quarterback. Um, New Orleans certainly is trying to find the next franchise guy, a la you know, post-Drew Brees era. Um, Alante Taylor, Tennessee corner, taken in the second round. DeMarco Jackson out of Appalachian State, inside linebacker, taken in the fifth round. And Jordan Jackson out of Air Force, a defensive tackle out of the uh, sixth round. Again, that's an Air Force D tackle uh, in the sixth round. Those were the only picks, you know, that New Orleans had. So um, certainly a, a very interesting draft for uh, the the New Orleans Saints. They, they didn't have, again, a lot to work with, but they really wanted to put a lot of their eggs in, in one basket and get, um, you know, a top echelon elite wide receiver who can stretch the field with great hands, red zone, explosiveness, speed, um, and they did that with Chris Olave. So uh, terrific stuff here uh, for New Orleans. Um, and uh, again, you're going to wait to see if Michael Thomas can come back. But you know what? If Thomas comes back from that uh, ankle injury, you know, you got the physical underneath route running. Uh, you got probably the best route runner coming out as a wide receiver in terms of Chris Olave. Um, and so you put him with, with, with Thomas, you know, um, you, you've got really something to work with there. And, uh, New Orleans just really had a, a very weird, you know, uh, draft because they didn't really have a lot of guys, right? I mean, that's just, that's really the bottom line. And so, um, you know, they're in a very tricky area. This is what happens when you, you know, have your franchise quarterback now a couple years removed from playing, um, really wasn't great in that final year anyway. And Sean Payton's no longer the head coach. See, I think if Sean Payton were that coach, you know, and they're going with Allen and, and, and trying to see what happens there, but Sean Payton is also a great talent evaluator. I think that would help an awful, awful lot if Sean Payton, you know, were in the draft room, you know, he was in the war room and kind of figuring out, you know, who to pick. Um, but we'll see. Maybe these picks will pan out. Um, you know, New Orleans certainly wants to, as they've noted publicly, they want to simply, you know, not just fall down into the basement of the NFL. You know, they want to, um, you know, be a team that is still fairly competitive as they still try to, you know, find uh, that that franchise guy. So we'll see what happens with New Orleans, but that is certainly uh, a wrap for me. You know, the NFC South just had those four teams remaining, Panthers, Bucks, Saints, and Falcons. And hope you enjoyed it. It's a quick podcast, but wanted to get it out there, wanted to finish it, and uh, certainly appreciate you listening. Hey, make sure you go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review for this podcast wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And also, my Pandemonium podcast. All you have to do is subscribe to the Built-in Buffalo Podcast Network. It's seven days a week of content covering the Buffalo Bills, video, audio, you name it, contest galore, growing every day, all over social media. Make sure you go ahead and do that as well, uh, and you can leave a five-star review and feedback for my show and all the other shows. Uh, you'll really have a good time if you're a diehard NFL and Bills fan. 
listening to that program. Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. This show, the ML Sports Platter, is brought to you by our great friends over at the Al and Angus Pub, MyHotTub.com, Carvel of North Syracuse, and the Syracuse Fitness Store. Top-notch workout equipment. Head on over to the Syracuse Fitness Store today, Erie Boulevard, if you're in and around Central New York. I'm on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.